Podcasting. Thomas George doing things, talking stuff. On this episode, in the chapter two, Thomas talks quietly while George struggles to whisper. Farm implements for the urban setting. I was listening to your new podcast. Uh Oh. And. I want you to talk about that, but first I, I have a, an important question or comment. Uh, Can you your clarify wife, which it is first? It's equipment. Equipment. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I noticed that your wife pronounces your last your last name, Royal, your last name differently than you do in the podcast that you're both on. Why is that? Uh, genetics. Okay. Okay. She also says big and I say bag. Wait, what? Yep. Big? Yeah, you put your you put your groceries in a bag or oh, big. Man, load that up in that bag. How does she say I don't want to say it. I don't want to skew this. You know those bread items that are donut shaped? How do how would she say that? Uh, those are beagles. Oh no! And well, how do you say it? Uh, why the hell would I eat that? <clears throat> well done. You passed my test. You're now <laughs> at level two. <laughs> Let's keep going. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, how, you know, those, those, uh, how do you, you know, there's like kind of like a shortened version of automobile. How does she say that? Uh, car. And how do you say it? Uh, truck. Oh, I like it. I give you some bonus points. What's more interesting is the ones that go in the water. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, those, those, those floating cars. What, what, how does she say that? Boat. What? Boat. How do you say it? Boat. Yeah, that's that's correct. Boat. She says boat. What? Say Uh, it again. Boat. Oh, my God. And you still decided to marry her? Yeah. I guess you probably, I I bet you found it adorable. Uh, I mean, that that wasn't why. It annoys you. It's okay. It is what it is. It annoys you. But that wasn't Every, like that wasn't like on the top ten list. Time code three thirty-seven. Uh, Thomas talks about how he's annoyed by Kim and the way she pronounces certain words. For the <laughs> for the show notes. Show, we don't even have those. I know. It's, it's still fun to say. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We need to we need to go back and listen to the first couple of episodes and pick up some of our memes that we've dropped the ball on. I know. You know what we need to do? Yeah. Uh, Promote the show. No. We need need to step it up. Oh, step it up. Step it up, show hosts. (laughs) Show hosts with your show notes. And your micro memes in your podcast, Landia. So I liked, I liked, I only listened to one episode. Which one? Uh, Well, I picked. What I was sure would be my favorite guest, Michael Saka. That's loaded because there's quite a few board members uh, who already have episodes. Oh, I, I'm now looking. You've, now you've picked your favorite. Yep. And they all know. Uh, <laughs> no, I I'm happy that they all know because it's true. <laughs> Michael Saka is better than all of you. Yeah, step it up. Step it up. <laughs> Try to be better than Saka. <laughs> We could change Step It Up to be better than soccer yeah. if we wanted to. New new segment. Yeah. This week <laughs> on Get Better Than Sokka. <laughs> and then he just pops in <laughs> and like like tells you a couple things that blow your mind and then he like runs away. Hey guys, I have a real podcast. This is what you should do next. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> or he could be, you know, like, oh, you're doing your uh growth hacking all wrong i do it this way here's a magic script i wrote that like does this and that and then suddenly you have all of these people paying you and I'm like wow yeah i mean yeah, yes, he's magical yesterday 
uh, Rich was telling me about uh, you know how to how to open a, a new business. Rich, Rich who? Oh, Branson. Sorry, I just I just call him Rich. What? You had a conversation with Rich Branson? No, that's Saka. Oh, Saka did? I mean, come on. It's, Holy it's shit. The, it's the rocket chip. God damn. He's FM. just killing it. I, uh, they, I'm do, a little bit, they do a good job. They do a great job, and I'm a little behind. I'm looking forward to uh, binge listening to that. And uh, I'm looking forward to binge listening the uh, the the coaching podcast, which I'm afraid to pronounce because you both pronounce it differently. Hopes and pains. Well, that's the name of the podcast, but the name of the the company that you two have started. Yeah. Which is the primary reason you have the podcast, right? Well, it's a project of of that. Okay. Yeah. It's a promotion tool. Um, it's not so much promotion as it is, um, um, you know, finding. You know, we're going to go write a newsletter. We'll know because, you know, what we do and how we think about things isn't so much like here's more content for you from like five tips to meditate harder than the next person. Um, You know, it's like a newsletter didn't feel right. What we like is diving into hopes and pains with people and, you know, helping them find relief and solutions for their pain and it makes sense because i would imagine all the coaching sessions uh use words uh vocal words vocally said words and so it makes sense to record examples variations of the examples that you might maybe experience in a session but you could still thing is like it's really not what sessions are like oh Um, uh, you know, because a lot of people, like I've had a couple of people ask me, like, you know, well, how, how come you don't really jump in? You know, and, and again, like, this isn't us trying to promote and do our thing. It's this is the stuff we care about. These are the conversations that we like to have. And, and really, more than anything, it's the the best result of that is that more and more entrepreneurs recognize, oh, I'm not alone. Other people have these types of fears or pains or big hopes and um, and actually talking about them, you know, instead of it being the, you know, the crushing it podcast where I just interview entrepreneurs and have them, you know, just ask them like, how, how much crushing it are you crushing today? You know, like totally crushing it and then end of episode. Yeah. I like the idea of that podcast. Um, Let's talk about that offline about starting the crushing podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think I think though, so I get it, but I mean, you could even have. I mean, you could you could you could start every session with that question. It's a great question to get centered. I think. I mean, I don't know. That's my opinion. I'm not telling you how to do your thing, but I just think it's interesting. Yeah, it's no, a- that that I mean, and, and you're spot on because that is definitely you know, two questions or three questions that we often use. Right. Starting with, um, so who are you? (laughs) Tell me about yourself. (laughs) How did Uh, that make you feel? You could still do the newsletter with like SoundCloud embeds. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. I mean, just the newsletter is a, is a Slack channel with notifications or subscribing to iTunes. So you have a, you have a, you have a, uh, a canal coaching slack room. Mm-hmm. I love it. Are you, did, uh, has Anne booked a uh, podcast appearance yet? I don't believe so. All right. Well, uh, Booker. Booker. Consider her booked. Well, you should pick a date and a time, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that usually helps. <laughs> that's what a booking means. It, yeah. it makes it, it makes it a lot more effective. Yeah, uh, to actually go live whenever we have a time to first talk. Yeah, I mean, I we we talked about it briefly in in passing, but uh, I want to hear her on there, and uh, so I'm just uh, expediting her booking. Yeah, well, we need to get you booked because the fun thing is we already have um, 
uh, you know, so two of the episodes that are up there are from the couples and founders of Minnow Design. Mm. Um, so it's it's definitely very fun to hear two two sides of a, of a story. But I don't have hopes and dreams. I don't believe you. I have grievances and nightmares. Yeah. Well, that can. I, I hope those go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have either of those things. I would love to do the show too, but I want her to do it first. Okay. Well, I'm scared. And I don't want her that. to pave the way. Yeah. Then you're going to have to step it up. No, I think I if, can. If, see, that's the thing. Go, but see, if you go first, then you don't have to step it up. You can just, no. you know, whatever. No, you're wrong. You know, just dial I'll it in. Let me explain the dynamic. <laughs> I'll do it first. And then she'll say, but you didn't talk about this or that or that. And then I'll be like, shit, you're right. Great points. Now, if she goes first, now I follow her lead. I'll be like, oh, yeah, she already mentioned those things. I can expand on it better, and then I will shine for once. <laughs> for once. Because she's great. She's better. I mean, I, I upgraded. She she makes me better. So, like, for, you know, it's... Yeah, that was on my top ten list. Not the the way you talk sounds funny. But the... <laughs> Right, you're Good awesome. Point. You're gonna you're gonna increase my my value by proximity. Right, yeah. It that's it's probably better to when you prioritize the list. It, it probably makes more sense. <laughs> Most deaf, bruh. And and also says bagel, which drives me nuts. No She'll way. say, "Would you like a bagel?" And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. How much what, Wisconsin what? does she have in her? Like, I don't know, like percentage wise. I mean, I'm not sure how to answer it. She's also from a border town. Uh, Canadian border the, town? It's on the border of uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, right? Yeah. So I think she's conflicted in, in many ways. Her family uh, has these weird lines of like, you know, everything from probably politics to, to sports teams. And so I think she, she – I'm not sure how she would answer it. Uh, but when I think of her, she's 100% Wisconsin. 100%. 100%. Although – No Vegas you know, blood. Yeah. See, and then as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, well, she's been here for so long. That's ridiculous to say. So, so She had to been diluted a little bit. Right. Of course. So let's say <laughs> – Diluted, not diluted. <laughs> when you ask me this question, am I answering it like averaged or like in this moment right now? Because it is football season. Yeah. Right now, what percent okay. of her blood is Wisconsin blood? I'm going to say 90%. Okay. She's a shareholder, as you know. Yes, I I do know. And you are by uh, marriage. I did check the prenup. <laughs> I do get half of the share. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Are those like Bitcoin? Is there a way to split them infinitesimally smaller? You uh, no. What you do is you you have to both go to uh, Titletown. There's a little office uh, called uh, uh, Divorce Shareholder Incorporated, I believe is what it's called. And you go down there and uh, you say like, so we're getting divorced, but we had to do this here because this is so specific. <laughs> and we need this share, uh, you know, a split. Is it like then, sit in escrow or something? So, yeah, it starts that way while they do the process. <laughs> and then uh, by the end of it, you end up with identical shares that are half as small physically. Huh. Um, physically. Physically. And then, and then like, it, you know, it's, it's I don't like know. It's like torn in half? Nope. No, they, they have this process. Uh, it's like an acid wash shrinking process. Okay. And it shrinks it by exactly half. Uh, and duplicates it like it, there it becomes like copies itself. Do they license that technology from Jorash? This is uh, no, this was homegrown and built by um, by Packers. Uh, they they had like a little mini hackathon in the stadium one night, and they they built that because <laughs> they they were having this problem. It was a big struggle, and so they got together and they figured it out. Packers I think Holding it's, Co. Limited. I think it's leftover beer and cheese is like the base chemical component. 
slightly disgusting. I mean, it's not pretty. <laughs> well, I'm, These I'm really glad, glad we sorted all of that out. I'm happy to pass on uh, this information. I don't think many people outside uh, – I mean, definitely people in the uh, that aren't – in a flyover state, they don't have any idea about this process. Yeah. So I'm happy to share. I definitely didn't know, didn't know until, you know, I married a, a girl from a border town. Is is Hawaii considered a flyover state? Uh, I mean, in the in, uh, it depends on like what category you're asking. Are you just asking generally? Is it a flyover state? Yeah. No. Okay. You wouldn't fly over it unless you were landing on it. Well, you know what I mean? Well, you, and then and in that case, you're not flying over it; you're flying into it. But what about all the flights to, uh, I don't know, Australia, northern, yeah, you would, northern Africa? It's such a tiny set of islands that, Philippines. like, this, the number of opportunities where the plane actually flies over the island is just rare. They don't they don't curve around that way so that they have emergency options. I mean, it's sometimes. So let me put it to you this way: if there's <laughs> if there's a weather thing happening, could happen. But uh, in normal, clear conditions, no, that never happens. Have you ever heard of a hurricane just devastating Hawaii? Uh, no, no, I've heard of, there's always this tsunami scares, but never a hurricane. No. What if there was a tsunami so large that it literally washed over the entire set of islands? It's frightening. That's a scary I, thing. I don't want to think about this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to think about it either. We had such a weird weather pattern the other night. They actually were saying that some of the formations were were funneling. I think was the word they used, or or spiraling. And they're like, although it's not yet a, uh, I don't even know what the words they use. But I was like, we're gonna have a hurricane touchdown or or a tornado. I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> uh, it's one of the two, I think. Right? <laughs> hurricane touchdown, tsunami conditions in Las Vegas. <laughs> In, and then, in the and Nevada I, desert. I mean, and we kept like they kept talking because they kept breaking into the the game to tell us this, and I was like, "Wow, it's crazy out there." Hail, there was hail happening. The real question is, did your iPhone explode with a crazy, scary weather alert? Weirdly, no. And I think it's because the phone knows my exact position because none of this was happening to us. Exactly. It was actually, yeah, it was actually pretty far out. But the news Bro. network, <laughs> bro. Bro, it was so far out. <laughs> I mean, it was in the uh, northern part of the state, I think, or maybe the the very southern part. I don't know. Who cares? The point is, uh, not. It was. I looked outside my house, just overcast. Up there by the littlest big city, uh, Reno. Reno, what I mean. <laughs> Step it up. Step it up, Reno. I ran. I ran away from home once, and I ran to Reno, and I was like, "I picked the worst place to <laughs> to go to." You made it a ways. Yeah, not bad. That's not like the next neighborhood. If I had just if I had gone west instead of north, I would have been in such a better place. Uh, Big Bear might have been in the ocean. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so there's that. Good. I don't. I'm sorry. I feel I I, I kind of pulled a slight over uh, all nighter. It's not really true because I went to bed at 4:30 a.m. And then I got up at uh, I got up at 8:45. How many hours is that? Do the math for me. 26.3. Yeah. So obviously I'm a little. I need to get more caffeine and 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 smart drugs in my face. I have a lot of work to do today, but I feel like I, I don't – I almost wanted to cancel, but I hate canceling on you. And so I was like, I'm just going to have to – I'm going to have to let Thomas drive the boat. boot, boot. <laughs> you touched but. the butt. And, um, and so I feel it's like now you – I feel like you've noticed that I'm slacking. What? It's a Finding Nemo joke. You're fucking kidding me right now. The same weird conversation happened to me just last night with the kids in Anne. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, you really should see uh, Finding Nemo. 
or whatever the movie's called. I don't even know. And so I, I tried to act like I had seen it. And they would ask me questions and I would get pretty damn close. Because yeah. it's like it's formula. Uh, but then they eventually caught me on some kind of like, I don't know, there was some kind of weird question that I, I didn't answer. And then uh, and then there was discussion across table uh, that they didn't, that maybe they were thinking of the wrong movie. And I was like, see what I mean, guys? They all They all seem the same. I'm like, get off my back. But weird that you said that. So I didn't understand. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, if they're going to school to learn how to read, why would they pronounce it wrong? Why are they speaking? The whole thing is <laughs> preposterous. I don't understand why that's a funny thing that makes sense in that movie. But that you haven't seen. I'm, I mean, let me t- let me let me tell you this. I probably was never going to see the movie, but now that I've heard this butt thing two times, I, I never want to see that movie. I am officially putting it on the ban list. Add it to the ban list. It's been added. I haven't. You know what else is on the ban list? No. Uh, for no reason, because that's how my brain works. <laughs> the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah. I just decided, yeah, I'm not – no, I saw I saw the beginning of the first movie. I don't know. Maybe I was on a plane. Probably not the best place to see it, granted. And I was like, this movie is dumb. Duh, I'm not watching it. And it really – I think it, I think I would love it. I heard the books are great. But it's just on the ban list because I'm like, that was just – I didn't like it. Just the first you know, 20 minutes or so. Speaking of watching movies on airplanes. Go ahead. Uh, I might need a little help here. Sure, I'm happy to help. Who's I'm that, here to help. Who's that blondish-haired, um, uh, maturing in age lady who has like a billion Emmys and Golden Globes and stuff? Mm, yeah, I think I can see her in my mind. Meryl Streep, that's correct. Yeah. Um, well. And do you remember that she was in like some like nun movie a while back? Where she was like a hardcore Sis- nun. Sister Act. No. Not a not a hardcore nun movie. Just a... Seemed hardcore to me. It was more just kind of joyful and, and silly. This was like... Uh, and, and who's that guy that OD'd recently who's like the world's best supporting actor? Who looks like Robert Scoble? I'm just thinking Who was that's why I'm quiet. the no. assistant in Big Lebowski? Oh, yeah, I should know this. And he was I... in, uh, I think, Capote, Capote, Capote. Oh, not on my ban list, but I have not seen it. Uh... That guy, I think he was like a priest or something, and she was this nun, and it was like very. Did they get it on? I, I don't think so. Oh. No, I think this was the like entire opposite of that. I think it was like she was super strict and awkward. Anyway, everything I saw was her being like super strict, hyper conservative nun. So, uh, and you know how when you're riding on an airplane and and you can see through the seats to like other people's personal TV screens, but you know you can't you can't hear the audio. Yeah. So. I'm sitting in a position where if I look over between the seats to the right of me, this like her being hardcore nun is playing. No audio, you know, can't hear really what's going on, but you just see, you know, she's like in practically every shot of the whole movie. Just being like super strict, mean nun. And then kind of straight ahead of me towards the left the screen was playing um, what's that musical that everyone loves to sing the songs to all by the Bee Gees or something? Uh, hair. Nope. No. Just, just go Inferno. No. Big fat American Greek wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was ABBA. Wait, who did you say? ABBA. Yeah. Whatever. Same band. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> UB40. Um, UB40 <laughs> covers ABBA covers Frank Zappa. Um, so, so she's, you know, and and I don't know if you've seen that one, but she's like super, super hippie, 
always smiling, being silly. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah. And so it was just this really weird thing of like, you know, depending on when I would glance up from my book or whatever and and just, you know, within seconds see her being like super strict nun in like complete like blues and whites and blacks and washed out colors and then immediately glancing over and seeing her being like silly, smiley, hippie, huggy, touchy uh silly lady in like oversaturated colors of of a film wow um it was really weird wow that's my story i want i want to put that story into a movie <laughs> slightly changed this guy is sort of demented and crazy and like when you when you see a shot of him like you know at home he goes into this like dark room it's locked he has to unlock it he locks it when he goes inside too. He's very protective of this room. He goes in and like he flips on some TVs. And it seems sinister, like, you know, as the TVs are starting to like warm up. You're like, what is he gonna see on those TVs? You know, is it gonna be some kind of camera? Is he some kind of creepy lurker? Is he gonna be watching some some snuff films? And it's just those two films, <laughs> one on each TV. And he watches them at the same time. Like he starts it at the same time and he watches them. In silence. In silence. Yeah, he doesn't do anything else. No snacks, no, you know, nothing nasty. Is there voiceover? Is there like dialogue? No. Well, he, no, he, he, he keeps the sound down and he kind of just hums to himself. And that sets the scene for what ends up being like this, like that's, that's how you know this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then the movie starts, kind of like you know. Then we cut away to the protagonist. Oh, it's not the wrote. whole film. No, no, oh, no. Okay. That's just one establishing shot to what will be a great movie. I just I haven't figured out the rest of it yet, but I now know how the movie starts. So that's a that's a start. Who's the director of Memento? I don't know, but I like that movie. Seems like maybe that person would direct this film. Oh, uh, I'm not going to remember. I just heard that person's name. Anyways, not nah, not gonna remember. Too tired. Elvis and Costello. What do you fl- what when you when you fly? Which airlines do you fly? Elvis, Elvis and Costello, or did you say Elvis? Anyways, doesn't matter. Bad, bad joke. <laughs> really, bad, really doesn't bad, matter. Bad joke. Let's not revisit. What <laughs> airlines do you fly? Do you are you uh are you do you patronize the same establishment every time? No. Are you like a frequent flyer? No. So you just go. You book the cheapest flight. Yeah. Is Virgin Airlines ever uh, one of those flights? Yes. Did so when I'm on a Virgin Airlines flight, which is our favorite. Like we we will we will pay a little extra to fly Virgin because we like the experience a bit better. But you know uh, we don't always. So, but I've been on a lot uh, of them recently, and my favorite thing. I never I never plug in the headphones. I don't watch TV on planes. I just find that experience to be lacking i think it's what ruined harry potter for me as i mentioned earlier but what i do is i immediately turn the channel to the gopro channel and read a book so that when i need a break i look up and i see amazing shit just people jumping off mountains or (laughs) or or like skateboarding or riding a bike down a a very narrow uh path on a on a mountain or something it's great i like that it's the best channel. I, I think now I've seen them all, though. Like, I'm no longer surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the one with the cars <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but I still – it gives me a break. I get to watch something neat and I go back to reading. I have two questions for you. Yeah, please. Uh, the first one okay, is go ahead. Uh, have you found Pluto TV yet? No. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm becoming a big fan of Pluto TV. Okay. I think it's. I think you can just go straight to a website. I think they have apps for mobile devices and pad-like uh, computers. I gotta imagine it's Pluto.tv. If I had to guess, probably, but I can't confirm. So I won't recommend going to that URL without first confirming. No, I I'm, I feel confident. Go ahead, Pluto.tv, um, everybody. <laughs> Pause this podcast. Open up a browser. Go to Pluto.tv, especially while driving. 
yeah, we'll pull over. And then, uh, and then, and then just confirm it, bookmark it, come back to the podcast, press play. And then right now we're going to high five. Boom. Nailed it. So they have done, I think a lot of places have tried this. They've done the best job I've seen so far, especially since it's also like an Amazon Fire TV app. So I can literally just have it on, on TV. I have one of those. But they've like collected, I think they're up to like 100 channels now um, that are like basically they're just playing in serialized form YouTube videos, daily motion videos, Vimeo videos, all that stuff. But they've curated them into channels. Um, so like you have like the Hockey Fights channel. <laughs> like 24 hours a day just videos of hockey fights and they have like a surfing channel and a you know GoPro channel and a Young Turks channel and a um, you know Best Fights channel and a uh, you know Cats Only channel and a Dogs Only channel and Cute Animals channel and Tech News channel and so they just built all of these channels, but it's all, um, you know, just curating and kind of bucketing. Um, like it's not perfect, kind of like how Pandora occasionally just gets something that's like, ah, that does not fit at all into what I wanted right now. But for the most part, like once you pick a channel, they do a pretty good job of making them flow well between each other and, you know, sticking to a theme and, and then transitioning you into something else. All that to say, that's kind of my go-to, you know, like when I'm taking care of the baby um, or working on something else and want something in the background but don't want to you know, have to follow a plot or a story or whatever. Right. Um, can just throw that on and grab one of those, those channels and, and let it run. Is there a second question coming? Yes, there is. Wait, hold. Oh, Before you do that, yeah, I, have a, I have a follow-up question to your answer to the question. <laughs> Uh, what if you, does it, can you see your history of what you've watched? Like, what if you saw something, you're taking care of the baby and you're like, oh my God, that video was crazy. Uh, but you're still dealing with the baby. So you can't do, you can't act on anything. Can you go back like, and see like, what was that that I saw like about three videos back? Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. Mm. And maybe that's, maybe that's down in the setting somewhere. And I just haven't dug down there. Part of why I enjoyed it was it was just like a, you know, put on something in the background. Yeah. You have the audio on or off? Depends. Okay. But like right. a lot That's- of, a lot of the videos like are, I don't know, they just work well with audio off or on. Yeah. Cause like you just turn on surfing and like, it's just going to be surfing stuff for the next 24 hours. And then, right. I sometimes wonder, like, I wonder what the audio sounds like on the GoPro channel. <laughs> I have thought that. I'm like, is it music? Do you hear people talking? Uh, Probably. But yeah, I don't know. I just, to me, it's just a silent montage of cool videos. Eh, I like, I like the idea of Pluto.tv. Okay. Second question. Uh, it's a two-parter. Oh, I'm giving you, I'm giving you notice because I previously got in trouble for not clarifying my two-part questions. Yeah, I remember that episode. Go ahead. Two, two A. Go ahead. Two A. Do you know how Virgin has the little like chat room thing? Yeah, in seat chat chatting. Yep. Yeah. Two um, B. Uh, oh crap! It's a three part question. Oh boy. Two B. Have you noticed that you get to like pick a username? No, I've never. I've never gone I've never been curious enough to to like go dive into it. So no, I didn't know you could make a username. Okay, well the answer is you can. Okay. Uh 2C. Mhm. Um have you ever heard the story about how funny it is whenever you pick um the the username like Captain Joseph Ransom or you know the pilot 
or yeah. <laughs> you know, pick 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 a name that you know is convincing that you're you're the pilot, and then just go ahead and start chatting with people from that uh, with that character as your inspiration. Have you done this? No, not yet. But I read about it, and I was like, I can't wait to fly Virgin again because that <laughs> seems like a whole lot of fun. Oh man, that is hilarious. They should. I think it's gonna be cool. Like, you do you know, think if you picked a username like uh, like terrorist, that would probably get you off, the, like kicked off the plane? Think I don't think bad. anyone really pays attention to all of that in the moment. Mm. I think maybe it would flag some stuff. Like, I yeah. don't think anyone on the plane would, you know, unless you were convincing them. And then they call the stewardess and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I think something bad is happening. Yeah, you probably, probably should do laws against. Yeah, I think so. Against Must be. I, if they're not, there would be shortly thereafter. Yeah. You could you could cute it up and say peanut underscore terrorist. <laughs> Adorable L-I-L terrorist. Yeah. Or you could spell terrorist with like a W. And a zero. Yeah. Oh, oh you yeah. mean Taoist? Te- well, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that is that what yeah. you meant by with the W? Taoist. No, I was thinking wrist with a W. Oh, terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, but I like Taoist. Taoist. <laughs> That's great. Sir, what is your occupation? I'm a Taoist. Taoist. Obviously. Oh. Uh, oh. There's nothing funny about speech impediments. Nope. Wait, I think there might be something. <laughs> so, racism. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> For that or is, against it? <laughs> uh, against racism. Racism. <laughs> racism. Racism is the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Against it. Okay. That was that's all I had. But speech impediment jokes, I think it's fine. Do you have Do you have any others that I that I that I <laughs> where I've created special lines to allow myself uh, humor? You know, I think in the, here's my opinion. Let's get into this. On, I think on PC behavior. Okay, go. Um, if you're so. Sometimes I think if you're making a joke and you really aren't hurting anybody or like truly have hate in your heart, I feel like that's okay to make off-color jokes. But obviously, you know, you 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 take a big risk there cuz you know, in in this very sensitive times that we live in, you know, somebody may not not feel that way, so it kind of stifles that type of stuff. Um, I think definitely if you're a comedian, if you earn a living making jokes, you should be allowed to say whatever you want, and you should never apologize for anything you say uh, on stage for humor, for entertainment. Like as long as you're not angry, like you're not uh, you're not doing like something to someone in the crowd where like they were. Um, heckling you and then you tear them apart on some kind of like racial line or whatever. I think I would be wrong. But if you're doing like, if you're doing a bit or you have a joke you wrote and you're performing on stage, I think you can say whatever you want. What do you, how do you feel about that? I think it's, I think it is kind of interesting times. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I, I think, I think my favorite, uh, I, I I I feel like I heard a podcast recently with Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert. Yeah, I think it is Scott Adams. Well done. Who I'm pretty sure it was him who was talking about his favorite thing to do is writing jokes that are on those, you know, 
any type of ist lines. Yeah. You know, or ism lines. Um, where he figured out a way to um, always offend both sides mm, with the yeah. same in in like the same you know line or two. Yes, um, that would be masterful if you can do that. And then and, and he had some examples where it was like you know because it's kind of like that sounds interesting, but I don't know how you could do that. And I to the point like I can't even think of uh you know the best example um you know right now but he gave a couple examples and it was like oh i see what you mean yeah um so so it's hard because i think a lot of those things uh can be helpful whenever right so like one of the best things that happens in jokes is where uh, it kind of turns on you at the last second. Like right. you think you know where it's going, and then out of nowhere, um, you're surprised by how it didn't go where you thought it was going to go. Yeah, misdirection of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that they're really helpful to our society whenever they. Um, cause us to have like that last minute aha of like, Oh, that is horrible or ignorant or broken, or there's an entirely different way to see this that I had didn't have perspective before. And the line, you know, like the leading into this was getting me into the groove of what I expect to happen. And then it was, you know, turned on me, you know, at the last second. So I think a lot of those things, you know, can be very helpful. I think it's lazy um, and pathetic and there's not as much room in the world these days um, for the things that are just doing those because uh, just because it's easy for that stuff to be funny. Yeah, that makes no, sense. I, no, it does. Yeah, there's there's low hanging fruit, and you don't appreciate that, right? You because be- because like the things that perpetuate, yeah, um, ignorance or perpetuate um, us not recognizing how you know. Because the scariest things to me are the ones where um, where you're really just assuming some things that just aren't true anymore or can't be true. Um, you know, it's so like, as long as we're on the thing of racism, like what was the, was it North Carolina that finally like pulled down the, the union? Yeah. Confederate union. flag. Yeah. Is it the union Jack? It's a union Jack. Yeah. Confederate flag. Right. Um, and, uh, and right around that time, uh, you know, and there was, there were some things going on, it was like either in Detroit or Chicago or, you know, somewhere that's considered the North um, where, uh, you know, some of the things that were happening were along, you know, race issues um, and were kind of being dismissed or just overblown in a way that is also just pointing back blame to, you know, race issues or something. And someone made the comment, like, you know what the difference is between, you know, North Carolina or whatever city it was that just, you know, had the big fight and and pulled it down and, you know, Chicago, Detroit, wherever this stuff was happening. Like, you know what the difference between that, you know, I'll just say North Carolina and Detroit, Um, you know, and you start to think like, you know, you know, what what they're, they're going to say, like, yeah, they're, you know, bash those uh, you know, super racist people in North Carolina. Um, you know, and then they're like, uh, the, the difference is, uh, North Carolina admits that they're racists. Huh. You know, you're like, oh, huh. wow. You know, and it didn't solve anything, and it and it didn't, but it but it definitely, you know, it had a lot more potential to make all of us smarter and more thoughtful about 
our assumptions, you know, around these things than, you know, just a stupid racist, sexist, classist, ageist, you know, whatever joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's always nice to be challenged uh, or, or enlightened by like a comedy set. I think that's the, you're already receptive. Uh, a good comedian, you know, that can do that, which, uh, you know, I might, you know, I think that's why Carlin is, is so loved Yeah. because, you know, that was what he became. You know, that's where his, his voice ended up going. I was listening to a podcast. No, it was actually on the Howard Stern show. It was an interview with, Oh, and I love this actor, and I forgot his name. He was Iron Man. Um, Mel Gibson. Nope. Uh, he was in the movie uh, Natural Born Killers. Woody Harrelson. Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Kiss, kiss, Whoa. bang, bang. Hmm. So he was talking – they were talking about uh, Tropic Thunder. Have you seen that movie? Oh, And <laughs> – I don't know. I don't oh, even yeah. know. What you, okay. I was like, what was, I don't know. It sounded like, yes. Just spit taking um, myself. He was talking about how, you know, cause he's in blackface in that movie. And he was talking yeah. about, you know, I think Howard Stern asked him like, you must've, I'm paraphrasing. Cause I don't remember exactly. Like, you must've been very confident that they were going to do this in a way that wasn't going to make you look bad. Like what made you yeah. confident to do the part? You know, and, and he talked about how, you know, yes, he like he, he trusted them. It was written in a way that made him feel comfortable. You know, he had talked to the directors and whatever. But he also made the statement that all that being said, if that movie came out today, he feels like he would be, uh, you know, uh, burned on a stake of some sort or, or like really just lit up by the media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's probably true. But that makes me that makes me sad in a way, uh, because that's you know I mean that's not that wasn't the point. But the media is just looking for any opportunity for a story or to capitalize on the the the, the sentiment of the country or or the world. I don't know. Yeah. But you know it's so it's probably. True, but I'm just like no. I, I want to believe that it's not true, that people would still get it. But you know, he's probably right. Yeah, well, I mean, now you know, now that uh, BuzzFeed and um, what was the positive one? Uh, like only happy, feel good. Uh, you won't believe what happens next. Oh yeah. Uh... I can't remember who was who was doing that stuff. I'm just trying to make it. I was trying to make a funny joke, and I couldn't come up with anything. I was trying to call it like. I was trying to make Fox it kind News. of like. No, <laughs> I would. Well, I I did think <laughs> there was a few things I thought of, but my brain is so slow I couldn't remember the names of anything. Oh, Huffington Post was going to be my joke, which yeah. Fox News also a good one. But I was also <laughs> thinking about like the Church Pew Channel or something. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't funny, and I didn't. Chicken know. soup for the dot TV. Oh, that's it's <laughs> clever. Anyways, <laughs> but, did you remember? But the, you know they burned through like clickbait, right? So we've developed right. So those things are called viral because they act like viruses because they go through and infect an organism, uh, to which we're very efficient at developing antibodies too. So like we're we've gotten pretty good or slightly better. There's no cure yet, but, you know, there's a lot of the population that has antibodies against, you know, clickbait. You know, so now uh, it does seem like we're leaning to just pure controversy, um, you know, pure hyperbole just to kind of break through this stuff. Yeah. This happened this past week or so. Um, I don't know if you read the the story the New York Times did on uh, Amazon culture and work atmosphere. Yeah, I did read that. You know, or it, some variation of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and it was, you know, 
they they basically burned Amazon's culture at the stake. Um, and and it was interesting because uh, you know Amazon's whatever chief of PR or community relations or whatever wrote a big Medium article in response and kind of took a lot of the quotes, um, you know, one by one and be like, if you had actually talked to us about this, um, uh, you know, by the way, here's, you know, a little more information about the person where that quote came from. Like they, they were fired within several weeks of being hired because they were defrauding partners and, <laughs> and you know, some of these things happen. And, and you chose that for a quote. And this person, you know, actually, here's all of the data on what their reports were and, you know, nothing was said and, you know, and all this stuff. It's like if you were doing journalism, if you were actually trying to, you know, do journalism anymore, then you would want to fact check and get, you know, both sides. And you asked us like entirely different questions to respond to, um, you know, and then pulled those out of context to, you know, put them in a thing. And then New York times editor ended up, you know, writing back, you know, with this like, well, here's, you know, the fourth side to our story. And they've kind of gone back and forth fighting over it. Um, and end of the day, like if they, if they really just kind of reported on like, oh, it sounds like some people don't like working at Amazon and other people really love it. And some of the people who hate it are, you know, the ones who do this. And some of the people who love it are, you know, these kinds of things like who would have ever read it. Yeah. That's a good point. I also feel like, I feel like now, and every time I read articles, I mean, nearly like every time, um, I just assume everything's sensationalized, so I don't give it much credence. And then if there's a response, as Amazon responded, I'm just like, well, they're probably also like uh, downplaying a bunch of stuff because that's what marketing pu- publicity companies do yeah. or departments do. So, like, who who do you believe? I if I'm not hearing it from a person who worked there, and then yeah, you have to take into consideration that that person may have been burned or done something dumb or I don't know. So, but yeah, I mean, between those, like with that particular story, I mean, I remember when I read it, I'm like, well, I'm sure it's very aggressive there, but I can't imagine it being that bad. We would have heard about it already. Uh, And then, and then I didn't really catch the story where they responded or the medium post, but now I just feel like, well, yeah, of course, like what, if they're going to respond, how else would they? So, yeah. It's weird. I I just more and more and it's weird because content is so important like when you're starting a business or or trying to get your name out like you know you're like you got to get content so that people start following you so that then you can market your stuff in their feeds or whatever. Um but like more and more like I just don't find a ton of like uh, sometimes so I mean I don't mean I should preface by saying a lot of the content that I'm talking about is hopefully helpful to groups of people. But even then, like when you're reading it, you're sometimes like, really? I don't know. Like it's either super simplified that doesn't apply to the real world sometimes or, you know, outlandish or exaggerated. And and also because of the news outlets, it's kind of just made me not want to read content that isn't in a book or something like not that a book should validate anything because it's not even hard to get a book made these days but you know what i mean (laughs) it just feels like if you can self-publish something uh it makes me worried now that like they're you're just trying to get me to click through to a thing and yeah i don't know what i feel like your intentions aren't right to begin with so i don't know yeah well yeah it's the same thing did you Within, did you have this feeling like when you were networks. like I don't know back in eighties and nineties? I, I just remember having this belief, you know, that you know, so Russia was like all propaganda and like controlling their population through like what they let people read and know, and then later on it was like, well, China is 
controlling their population by what they're allowed to read and know. And, you know, like the more stuff, like, so these days I'm getting to the point where I start to wonder, like, how much of the media in America under the guise of like, Oh, anyone can say anything and we have complete freedom and we're not going to limit, you know, like what you can read or whatever, but it makes me wonder like how much is going on behind the scenes with utilizing media, utilizing conflict, training the population to pick, you know, one side or the other. Um, you know, like I'm just curious how much of this stuff is constructed in like a different form of propaganda. Not that you don't get to hear this unless we tell you, you can, but it's like, Oh, you can read anything. By the way, we're spending tons of money and doing a lot of, you know, lobbying and positioning and, and manufacturing of stories behind the scenes to make sure that the anything and everything that you can read is really, you know, forcing you to view the world, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, that's that's some conspiracy theory bullshit that I think is probably <laughs> partly true. I mean, there's never been a conspiracy theory that I've heard that I didn't think, well, there's some truth in there somewhere. And I think you're probably right with that. The thing is, though, in some countries, the government probably influences the news networks or they own the news networks, and so they can they can definitely do that. In our country, I don't think – I don't think the government can really influence uh, popular opinion as much as consumerism can. But, but I guess that's part of my point is that capitalism. you could argue that the government is owned and operated by private capitalism. Oh, yeah. And so it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be you – know, it doesn't matter the government because the government is potentially just part of the – mouthpiece and uh you know just saying and doing the things that the private company capitalism side of things wants them to be doing anyway and there are no laws against i mean or maybe there are but not (laughs) not not in a very convincing way of them being able to influence you know the the direction of news stories or you know Trying to make sure that a lot of types of things are being to d- discussed. You know, it's kind of like the take off your shoes in the security line, um, you know, and, and focus on that instead of, uh, you know, other things that actually have to do. Did you ever read the super, super freakonomics or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, the the story in there about how, like, in the book they published this piece about how, you know, man, terrorists are so dumb, you know, because the best way to make sure that people aren't looking at you as a terrorist is, you know, to actually go to a bank to buy your, you know, this certain kind of insurance. Because when you don't have that, then it's a big red flag for whatever, Um, you know, and then in their next book, Super Freakonomics, you know, they disclose actually (laughs) – that was, you know, this, was it red herring or, or yeah. you know, misdirection? Like, actually, we were able to discover a lot of people because they did that thing because it doesn't make sense or that wouldn't happen. And, <laughs> and right. so you kind of move things. And I, I just feel like a lot of that type of thing is happening in the media. Like, if we can keep two sides fighting about things, then no one's going to notice or much or is care, you know, about what, is happening on the private side because we're keeping everyone distracted and entertained and angry about us versus them when it comes to Democrats versus Republicans, you know, and they'll focus on the politicians instead of what is happening, you know, on the private side of actually influencing (laughs) the, the budget, uh, the war, uh, machine, the yeah. uh, you know economics of the country, uh, you know <laughs> a lot of these things that uh, you know you start talking about those and and like that New York Times Amazon article, uh, it would be boring to actually 
talk about some of the much bigger issues than just like, you know, look at this voiceover I did of that stupid other party person. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what it says about me, but you connecting lobbyists to, uh, to everything just lit up all my pleasure centers. <laughs> Good. Just, or yeah. I'm sorry or no, love it. Now I'm helping them or <laughs> no, no, it's like, it, maybe I'm silly for needing to be reminded of it. Cause it's something that I know, but you forget sometimes you like and they're good at they're good at making you forget which is the whole point anyways but yeah like of course the the that's the, the government doesn't seem like they're doing these things uh but they're all being they're all being lobbied by these big corporations to make the things happen and then you're like well that's just the government for you but you don't realize that it's like Pfizer or you know, a conglomerate union of automotive folks or whatever. There's a really interesting story that I didn't see talked about anywhere. It was this small thing just tucked away somewhere. I don't even remember how I actually found it. Um, But someone was pointing out that this is the first time, and I hope I'm getting the facts right, um, but this is the first election cycle where the Koch brothers, the hundreds of billionaires family, with all the money, um, they're actually not uh, doing any major support for any party or any like major presidential candidate. Mm. Um, and instead, here are the two to three hundred um, smaller level candidates that they're pumping weird amounts of support into on you know, across three or four different parties and, you know, in, you know, like state government and, and smaller areas. (laughs) And it's like, are they just buying up exactly what they want across all of the party lines? And they're not going to show up in the stories, you know, like making a billion dollar super PAC for one presidential candidate. And so no one, no one cares and might not even notice that they're just buying exactly the influence they want in small areas across the entire government. <laughs> right. No, it sounds even, even more. Well, if you think about, I, I have to imagine that if you put all your money into a president, you realize how ineffective they are as one person in this giant machine. But if you hit up, state elected officials and some of the the people closer to the to the metal so to speak i bet you that is more yeah. powerful i wouldn't be surprised if if that becomes a trend i, I would imagine i would imagine that makes more sense or it already and, is and has been and just right. none of us are paying attention to it because it's not a good enough fight in our facebook feed when are we going to like when are we going to get rid of this part of our uh, system like it's got to stop it's ruining the 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 whole thing it's corrupting what probably could be a a a system that really works for the people but instead like we have these we've allowed these strange behaviors to infect the whole thing i mean and and how come I still the whole electoral college. I don't want to get into it. We don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. Jeez, man! In, oh, in I theory, like- this is like the back door into the human race. Yeah. Well, like, this what? is the like this is the bug in our programming. Mm-hmm. Is you know like there's great things about tribes and what allows us to come together. Um, is also the thing that is way easier to exploit for, you know, pitting us against them, you know, on a consistent basis. And so the easiest thing, you know, to exploit whenever you want to control a population. Them and us. But we don't, we don't know who they are and we don't know who us is. Yeah. It's tricky. I want to have a whole episode about all of that. I think we that, just did. 
That makes me, I love it. I love conversations like that. Okay. Well, we don't have any questions to get to and we run out of time. So, 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 so enjoy your Pluto TV and uh, keep the volume down. Don't forget to change your desktop background. Keep your fin up. What do you mean? I have to stop the closing to ask that question. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. It's just a, a thing, I guess. Keep your shark fin up. <laughs> but don't eat the soup. <laughs>